what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. How's it going today? It's going well. It's going well. Very excited to talk with you about last night's episode. Well, it's always fun to talk with you, even if we're talking about The Bachelor. Well, talking about The Bachelor is your favorite thing to do. Don't lie to the listeners. Well, it was interfering with some basketball issues last night, but... uh, but we, we made it through another episode, so so that's good. And and Zach continues to take care of his business. Um, you know, I'm really falling off the Zach train. No, I think Zach's doing a great job. No, I think Zach's kind of an asshole. I I I don't. Why would you say that? I think I think Zach is doing. Zach is intelligent. He's listening. He's relatively handsome. What's wrong with Zach? My issue with Zach, which I will speak about, spoiler, in the wrong reasons, is that he did not handle Jess very well. Jess is upset that she didn't get a one-on-one. She's the last person other than COVID Greer not to get a one-on-one. And Zach handled it incredibly poorly. Jess is just trying to be like, I'm upset. I'm the only one who hasn't gotten quality time with you. You know, do you like me? Why am I not getting quality time? Our relationship's falling behind because of it. And he just couldn't get past how it seemed like she only wanted a one-on-one. And which, like, Zach's been in the show before. He knows how important a one-on-one is. I mean, the only people that are left other than COVID Greer are people that have had one-on-ones. And... There, there were a finite number of one-on-ones, so, so you know, the, the math doesn't always work out that way, yet he's trying to provide reassurances to her that we've always had this great connection since we met that first night. Yeah, but she's saying, like, I don't feel like you really know me that well because we haven't had that quality time. And I feel like Zach, like, anytime there's just a little bit of controversy in his relationships, he immediately sends them out the door. He's... And it's just, like, not a great way to handle relationships in general. And he's just like, oh, well, like, you're upset with me or, like, you don't you're like you don't agree with what's going on. Like, bye. Like, he literally started the conversation with, I feel so confident in us. And then Jess is like, well, I just want more quality time. And he ends the conversation with, I don't really feel confident in us. He just, like, flips a switch and kicks him out. And it makes no sense because he's also like so worked up about Jess leaving. He starts crying, but it's like, why'd you send her home? So, so I, I, in real relationships and in real life, I agree with you. In Bachelor Land, which is not really real life, I disagree with you because I think he's got to make some difficult decisions. He's got to make them relatively quickly, and I respect the fact that he is telling these people in person as opposed to doing the silly rose ceremony thing saying, uh, well, we had a bad conversation. You don't get a rose. I, I like the way he like, handles it. But it seems like the way he was talking, Jess would have gotten a rose that week. Yeah, but she was obviously on the emotional death spiral that you've mentioned in the past. Uh, as we saw throughout the show, it's like, oh, no, I haven't gotten a one-on-one. Oh, no, what was me? And she's she's close to breaking down the whole show. She 
she's not emotionally stable enough to to get through the show. Well, therefore, I'm just, she, therefore she must leave. I'm concerned about the longevity of the relationship Zach ends up being in because he's going to end up with someone who doesn't challenge him and doesn't disagree with him because if you disagree with Zach, you get sent home and then he's going to be out in the real world with someone and get upset with them when things don't go his way. I just don't... I think he was kind of an asshole. Well... Uh, obviously we're, we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So why don't we, why don't we take a step back and talk about any highlights that you might've had from last night's show? Okay. There were a couple. Um, I thought it was nice that charity still got her one-on-one date. Zach didn't just skip over her. Um, although a low is that I literally could not care less about what happened during Charity's one-on-one day. I was incredibly bored during it and had a hard time paying attention. But I'm glad she got that. Good for her. Because um, Zach's a good, solid dude and, and uh, s- stuck with that commitment. Sure. Good for Zach. Um, I enjoyed Ariel talking to Cat Catherine. In reference to, like, you know, Zach comes to pick up Charity for the one-on-one date. Catherine steals him away for a moment before and, like, kisses him, which is a bachelor no-no. You don't steal someone before a one-on-one date. And, you know, Catherine's upset about how Brooklyn's calling her classless, calling her out on it, and... Catherine's talking about how, you know, the situation has shifted because Zach got COVID. Like, I wouldn't have done this if if he hadn't gotten COVID and everything hadn't shifted. And Ariel said something I like. She said, you know, respect doesn't shift. And I liked that. I thought that was very insightful. And I enjoy Ariel. I, I, I enjoy Ariel, too. I, I still feel I, I kind of feel that she's still a bit reserved. Uh, you know, and she had a, an interesting one on one date. Uh, with Zach, but uh, I, I I find her very engaging. I just I just I'm not sure she's really let down her guard as much as some of the other people. She's trying, and and she talks about it, but but uh, I, I'm not sure the connection is there as well as maybe Gabby or or some of the others. I see that, but maybe it just seems like she hasn't let her guard down because she has no like past trauma to dump onto Zach during a one on one. I sort of felt like she had some trauma or something going on in previous relationships. Don't we all? But uh, um, I thought Estonia looked uh, quite lovely. That's uh, our, our our cast was in Estonia this uh, this week. It looked quite cold. Well, it, it, it looked, you know, it is winter, although it sort of feels like spring here in North Carolina. But uh, uh, it's supposed to be a little bit cold right now. But I... I thought that the travel department in Estonia did a much better job in promoting Estonia than, than London did. London looked sort of gloomy and miserable, but I can't control that weather. Yeah, but. Zach's getting some good travel locations. You know, some of these seasons we get to go to Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. Nothing wrong with Cleveland. But uh, um, I, I sort of like the wife carrying competition. You know, I used to do that a lot when I was a younger man. You know, uh, 
So that was that was something apparently they do in Estonia. Yeah, it's called wife carrying in Estonia. Here it's called the backward 69. Okay. Well, that's I wasn't familiar with that term. Um, you know, and, you know I, I go back and forth on Brooklyn, you know, but I certainly enjoyed when she uh, said that uh, you know, she, I, I thought I thought Brooklyn is sort of spoiling for a fight here. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate her calling out Cat, uh, but you've done it, and and she's uh, she's a dog with a bone, and she ain't letting go of that bone. She's just chewing on that bone throughout the whole episode, which I felt was getting a bit tiresome. But I did like when she said, uh, "I'm not walking on eggshells. If the shoe fits, lace that bitch up." You know, she was uh, she was. She was um, not backing down from from Cat expressing her uh, concern that Cat grabs Zach before a one on one date, which which I agree with you. You know, wh- whether it's Bachelor Land or whatever, making out with a guy before he goes on a one on one date is not cool. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just Bachelor rules, and and Cat broke the Bachelor rule, so Brooklyn well, had to punish her. I don't know what the bachelor rules are, but uh, it just just good common sense and 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 whatnot. You know, you don't you don't grab somebody before they're going out on a date, and and you know you want to say something to them. That's great. You want to stick your tongue down their throat. Can't do that. No, bad. Yeah, I agree. My um last high was at is in after like the credits were rolling we see the witch date again our group date and the witch is telling them to scream what they love into the fire and jess was screaming that she loved taylor swift and i just thought that was great and needed to be discussed since taylor's era's tour starts in like 17 days uh, I, I've heard about that. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and you'll, you'll be going to see your friend Taylor Swift, uh, uh, once she comes around your neck of the woods. Of course. Do you have any other highs? Uh, no, not really. That was sort of my highs. I do have a few lows. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the lows. Well, you know, and I, I, obviously I had, you know, that you can't you can't make out with a guy before he goes on a one-on-one date. That's not cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I I has a low just the fact that Jess is freaking out the whole show. I, I I got tired of hearing Jess complain about the whole one-on-one thing, and and obviously there was some foreshadowing there when uh, they went on their group date with with the witch, an Estonian witch, and they're supposed to look at each other through a flame and. The flame blows out when Jess and Zach are looking at each other. It just seemed to push Jess further into her spiral. Yeah, but Zach didn't seem to to care that much because he felt very confident in their relationship. Mm-hmm. No one would know, but he did. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the witch. You know, I yeah, that was a pretty strange uh, group date. They go to see a witch. Um, she seems like a very strange bird. Um, I was hoping there would be more to Estonian culture that we could have found than going with the witch. You know, they you have and I, saunas as well. Yeah, well, you and I, you know, we got uh, this weekend while we were traveling with with the granddad. We got to see Ernesto the magician, who I thought was a was much better than the Estonian witch. I agree. I, I put a low as the Estonian witch group date. 
very awkward. You could tell the ladies weren't really into it. And there was tension, you know, with with Kat stealing Zach. And, and, you know, I'm not the type of person that enjoys all that crunchy granola sage stuff. So the date seemed kind of silly and not in like the fun way. And I think they really missed out on an opportunity for some type of competitive group date to really ramp up the tension. What, what did you make of the fact that um, Zach picked up you know, when when they had their cocktail party? Uh, Zach uh, tells Cat that he thought they were sort of off during during the um, the witch date. I I just was I guess I was sort of impressed that he could sense that tension with Cat. I, I you know I'm, again kudos to Zach. I mean you're with. I don't know, seven, seven ladies or something, and he seemed to be able to sense that there was something off there because there was tension between Cat and Brooklyn. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Yeah, I was impressed that he was able to pick up on that. I mean, good for Zach. I feel like maybe he should have, like, brought it up during the group date when he got to talk with Kat, not during the rose ceremony time, but whatever. Or maybe, you know, maybe some producers are in his ear like, oh, Kat's being weird. Who knows? My, my, my last low, um, uh, I guess, Ariel, is it Ariel, went on the, the one-on-one date with Zach yes. to a nude sauna meditation hot tub area and and even before and from what we can tell they didn't get nude they kept their bathing suits on there were some other nude people wandering around or at least a, a nude couple wandering around that seemed to be stalking them but uh before they before they go in the sauna they're meditating and doing some massage stuff and i'm just thinking it must be very difficult to relax yeah, you know that's that's not my cup of tea, regardless. But with with a bunch of TV cameras and film crews around, I'm supposed to relax and meditate. I'm I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I agree. But I think there are many other lows you could get from that date, including you know having a conversation with the naked couple in the sauna, making out in the hot tub with the naked couple while they're making out. Very uncomfortable things going on there. It, it was quite awkward, yes. <laughs> you, you've covered pretty much all my lows. You know, okay. my other low was just how little I cared about what was going on during Charity State, which I already, we I already mentioned. I just, like, I really had a hard time focusing on that. Yeah, it was, you know, nice, nice scenery. You know, seemed, you know, we're just sort of a nice, they spent a nice day together. Okay, we can move along. Okay, who's your right reason? You know, I I, I really struggled to uh, come up with the the right reason today. I guess if I have to give it to someone, I I guess I'm going to give it to Ariel in that I I enjoyed their date. I I I, say I enjoyed their date. They were in the nude sauna. I mean, I didn't necessarily enjoy their date, but they seem to have a good dialogue. She seems pretty sincere about. Uh, uh, wanting to have a relationship, uh, so I, I thought they were solid. I, I I would give it to Ariel this week, I guess. 
I, I think that's a good pick. My right reason, I don't know if you're going to like it. I'm giving it to Brooklyn. I feel like she is the defender of of the meek. She, and that, I mean, I guess it, she's been defending charity every time. You know, at the beginning of the season, she defends charity. Um, when Chris, when charity gets the group date rose and Christina Mandrell is like, why did you get this rose? I'm confused. Brooklyn calls her out. Um, Brooklyn calls out Kat for stealing Zach before Charity's one-on-one date. She's very blunt, calls it like she sees it. And I think she's got some pretty good one-liners. You know, you, you mentioned if the shoe fits, lace up, lace that bitch up. Um, talk, telling Kat she has her head up her ass, calling her classless tacky. I thought it was amusing. And I feel like she is trying to, like, defend the little guy. And what impressed me the most, though, was that she handled her own business and never brought it up to Zach. She's like, I'm not going to, like, waste my time with Zach. Like, I can handle this on my own, and then I can go hang out with my man. Well, well, total respect for that, because I think we've we've seen on this silly show, you know, people that run to the, the bachelor or the bachelorette and spill the beans about ugliness going on in the house and, and that it usually never ends up well for anyone and everybody ends up having to go home. So kudos for Brooklyn. I, I guess my issue with Brooklyn is sometimes I feel that she's more interested in being involved in that drama than she is uh, in, in pursuing Zach. Maybe that's not fair. I mean, uh, in that you only have so much time to pursue Zach, your time is limited. So what else? You've taken my phone. I'm in solitary confinement here with these other people. What the heck? What else am I supposed to be doing? I don't know. But but it seems like she she gets pulled into this drama. Whether she's pulled into it or whether she's just the defender of the meek, I don't know. But uh, she's she's pretty involved with it. I could see like hot take here. I think a Brooklyn Bachelorette season would be very entertaining. I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like a Hannah Brown type situation. I feel like you get those country girls in there and they, they're fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, you know, concerned the fact that she uh, presents herself as the, you know, the, the, the rodeo rider. And, and that's, that, I'm not sure that's her real vocation. Although I guess she does do some rodeo riding, but anyway. Um, she knows how to lasso. She knows how to lasso. So uh, I guess uh, you uh, you sort of shared your wrong reason. Yep, I'm giving it to Zach. Didn't like how he handled the Jess situation. Okay. Who's your wrong reason? Oh, you're not going to like it. I'm I'm giving it to Jess uh, because of her continual complaining about the one-on-one and her spiral. And but this is something we see every season around this time. Whoever's one of the last people, they're going to spiral. It's it's a bachelor cliche. I know, but you have to, you know, so, so I, and, and I, I have mixed feelings about this because I don't think Jess was there necessarily for the wrong reasons, but I just don't think she had the emotional maturity to make it through the, the process. And, and that's why I had to give her the wrong reason. Cause you gotta be strong. You gotta push through these things. Yeah. I think Jess will be a hot commodity in paradise. Oh, no. She, she well could be. So I, and I, and we wish her well. I, 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 I did feel bad about the way it ended. Although again, I respect the fact that Zach doesn't let these things fester to the rose ceremony and, and he tends to deal with them. I, 
it seems to me that he has sent more people home outside of the rose ceremony than I can recall any bachelor or bachelorette ever doing. But that's, you know, I have a short memory. It's because he doesn't like to be questioned. You know, you question him once and you're out the door. It's not a good thing. Uh, okay. Okay. He doesn't like a woman that p challenges him. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that, but well, I guess I think we'll it's true, out. which is why Gabby will not win. Cause she would challenge him. Well, I, I think that you said that Gabby might be a little, uh, too top shelf for him. Yes. Just like, but, um, Ariel. I think yeah. hot take here. My prediction is that Katie will win because she seems like the most, Oh, whatever you say, Zach, I'll like you, you are so right. Like, I'm just so happy to be with you. And I think that's the type of girl Zach wants. I, see, I, I think that ultimately I think he's going to pick Gabby, but uh, I, I, I disagree with you. I think that ultimately he's going to want someone who's an equal and not someone that's going to just uh, go along with everything he says, but we'll see. Time will tell. Yes. All right. My MVP is Ariel. I enjoyed her one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, not what they did, but I enjoy watching her. I think she's very funny, like just like a witty, dry sense of humor. You know, she walks up to Zach on the one-on-one -on -one date, and he's like, today we're in the Estonian countryside. And she says, wow, I thought we were in New Jersey. I think that she's, she's very funny, and she's talking about how she had a theory that, you know, the older someone is, the more likely they are to be naked in a sauna, which was confirmed with her date. And I, I think she's just way too cool for Zach. My, my, uh, my locker room experience actually confirms that theory. So, uh, anyway, gross. Just, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that's my MVP. I enjoy Ariel. She's in my top four. I, I feel pretty good about her. I don't know. There's so many people left and they're all good connections. Like, who do you think is top four? I, I would say at this point, uh, uh, Kate, Catherine, Katie, the one that's not Cat. <laughs> I don't. I have a Katie. hard time. Katie, Gabby, Ariel, maybe Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would. I would probably put. I. I, I think Katie. Gabby and Ariel are my top three, and then the fourth, I'm not sure. I agree. It, I, I think Kat obviously took a few steps back this week. I thought mm -hmm. she was doing pretty well, but she seemed to step in it. I don't. Do we, do we get to call her the villain yet, or is that still to be determined? I, I don't think she's the villain yet. I don't think these seasons really have true villains anymore, unfortunately. But I, uh, think, I think that fourth spot is between Brooklyn and Kat. I don't think Charity will get it. I don't think Greer will get it. And I don't and remember who else is there, so I don't think they'll get it. And apparently Greer got the COVID pass because she seems to pop up in our previews, but I, I, I just don't see her hanging around too much longer. I think we, next week might be her last week. Yeah, I think next week is our big purge before hometown, so a lot of people will be going home. Okay. All right, any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So, as mentioned, not cool to make out with someone before your date uh, if it's not the person that you're going on the date with. Don't do that. Um, 
Uh, you know, Charity talks about the little things that she likes about Zach and little things, uh, holding hands or opening the door and treating each other with respect. And I think that was that's I think that's good advice. You want to focus on those little things. And, um, you know, in some some nude sauna advice, I think uh, having space in a relationship and honesty are important. And uh, if you are going to the nude sauna, I would pay extra to get the private sauna and private hot tub so that uh, people don't just walk in naked. I thought you were going to say nude sauna advice. Space is good when you're in there. Well, certainly space is good from the other people in there, yes. So you want want to keep them at a distance. I would pay for the private sauna and the private hot tub. And and goodness knows the Bachelor franchise could afford that. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure. Part of the fun is putting people in awkward situations. Yeah. I think the the fatherly advice should be nude sauna, just don't. There you go. Especially in public. There you go. Especially if someone's filming, yes. (laughs) All right. Is that all? That's all I got. Okay. Well, we'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join us next time as we discuss more of Zach's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.